everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gotera, as we finish up another eventful week in Houston sports. Hope you guys had a productive week. It was a little stressful, especially towards the end, given all the news we've been dealing with. But hopefully it was productive and you're ready for a great weekend. The weather should be good. I'm excited about that, so... Spend some time outside, spend some time with loved ones, do some fun activities, and hopefully it's a good weekend for you. Before we get started today, the topic, obviously, the Texans formally introducing their new head coach, David Culley. Nick Casario, the general manager, also spoke, and he spoke about Deshaun Watson. We're going to play some of those sound bites today, and as well as give you my thoughts on what I think about this whole situation 24 hours, 36 hours removed from the from the blistering amount of breaking news that we got regarding the Texans, that they had hired the coach, and that Deshaun officially wanted to trade. Before we get started, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much for everybody who has been tuning in. This week we have five episodes. Five episodes. And as I'm saying that, I'm sitting in the car, as always, like I usually do, in the garage, and then the lights in the garage turned off. So I am literally sitting in the dark recording this episode of the podcast. But that's okay. We deal with adversity here, and we power through. That is the name of the game. That's what I feel everyone should do, and that's what we do here on Time Out with DG. So David Cully is the man in charge over at NRG Stadium but first things first, you know what? Actually, I didn't think we were going to hear from Cal McNair. And honestly, it's probably a good thing we don't hear from Cal McNair uh, from here on out. We'd all love to hear from Jack Easterby, but the man behind the curtain is never going to speak. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be available for media interviews anymore. I didn't think Cal was going to speak either, but Cal actually started the press conference off with a little bit of a, of a statement, and uh, I just wanted to play some of that for you here. This is an incredibly exciting day for our franchise. We've added a very well-respected and experienced member to our Texans family and our new head coach, David Culley. Well, there was Cal. Nice to hear from Cal. He's very excited about this. The city isn't at all, but, you know, the guy writing all the checks, he's, he's excited and his mom is excited. The family is excited. Jack Easterby's very pumped up. Everybody else needs some convincing. But right after that, Nick Casario introduced David Culley, but immediately got to the topic at hand, the one issue that everyone in the NFL is talking about, Deshaun Watson wanting out. Texans not budging, at least just yet. Organizationally, um, just want to reiterate our commitment to Deshaun Watson. Um, he's had a great impact on this organization, a great impact on a lot of people, a great impact on this team. And uh, we look forward to the opportunity to spend more time with him here this spring once we get started. And, you know, we have zero interest in trading the player. Um, we have a great plan, a great vision for, for him and for this team and his role on our team. And we look forward to the opportunity to spend more time with him here this spring. So there you have it. Nick Casario putting his foot down as far as where the organization stands regarding Deshaun Watson. My guest today, a little later in the podcast, is uh, Landry Locker from Sports Radio 610. You can hear him on the show, in the loop, from 10 to 2 every single day. He joins me to talk about this uh, press conference, the overall Texan situation, and we talk about what Nick Casario did. Frankly, I, I think that was the right position to take, right? 
I think it was it was good that the Texans not play all their cards, right? Kind of, you know, not not show to the rest of the NFL that yeah, yeah, we're we're willing to take offers, at least not publicly. Um there are reports that the Texans are interviewing potential quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl, which they should be doing anyway, frankly. They should be doing that. Um, and so, yeah, here we are. Uh, Nick Casario saying they do not want to trade the player. I think that's very much a Bill Belichick line, the player. Some people are reading into that a little bit. I, I, I just, you know, I, I think it's one of those cases where Nick Casario just didn't want to keep saying Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun in the sentence, right? So he referenced Deshaun as the player. I'm sure that doesn't make Deshaun happy, not just the player comment, but the fact that the organization has taken such a hard line, and now we play a game of cat and mouse, right? A game of chicken. Who's going to flinch? Who is going to make the first move after the lines in the sand have been drawn? Deshaun doesn't want to be here. The Texans want him here. We'll see where this goes, but they have to make a decision pretty quickly because the draft is right around the corner. So that was Casario. He says the organization is pretty much going to take everything one day at a time, not just with Deshaun, but building out the coaching staff. David Culley, on the other hand, now he is excited. He is, Let me tell you, you can feel his energy through the screen. And if you've been on Zoom calls over the past eight or nine months, these, these frankly, just horrible Zoom calls, after a while you just get so tired of them. It's kind of hard to feel the energy coming through the screen, but you felt it today with David Culley. I didn't know what to expect. I had seen some videos of him online doing some interviews. They were not very promising. I will say that, not very promising at all. But I got to tell you, he brought it today as far as excitement and um, just overall drive and and his ambition and his his want to be here. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty it was pretty cool to see a guy who... Yeah, he's been in the league a long time, and he's he's been waiting for an opportunity like this, I'm sure, forever. And he hasn't been a coordinator. Yes, we get that. We we went over that in yesterday's podcast episode. If you didn't hear that, go ahead and check that out. He hadn't been a coordinator, and I, you know the 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 house might be falling apart around him. But when you take just his individual situation, and this press conference was supposed to be about him. Unfortunately, it was in the shadow of all this Deshaun Watson news, but just his situation. You, you can't blame the guy for being excited, for having a, one of 32 jobs in the NFL. I mean, it's such a prestigious club to be a part of, and he is now part of it after so many years in the league. Here are his comments regarding his his job now with the Houston Texans. I took this job simply because there's 32 of these in this league, and it is a pleasure, it is a privilege, it is an honor to be the head coach of one of these franchises. And I happen to have that opportunity to do that now. And again, obviously I'm here simply because this is a bottom line business. And regardless of what had happened in the past, I've been put in a situation here to be the head coach of this, this football team. Our goal, every team's goal in this league is to win a Super Bowl every year. Every team thinks that that can happen every year, regardless of what happened the year before, that's always the goal, and that's always the goal that we'll have when everybody walks through that door, when everybody in the building, everybody here, that's our one goal. And when the season is over, you start over. You evaluate, you look at things, you see what you need to do to be able to get better, and that's what Nick and his staff and everybody we have here is going to do during this process. 
I don't, I look at it as a way is this is a new year. This is a new start. And what we're, what we're getting ready to do now, we have nothing to do with what happened in the past is we're look, we're going forward right now to do the things that we need to do to be the best franchise that we can be and go and try to accomplish those goals. So there you have it. David Cully fired up to have a new office off of Kirby. And I think after listening to him, if there's one guy that can maybe convince Deshaun Watson to stay with this organization, at least for one more year to kind of give it a shot, see what happens, it might be Cully. That's probably why they brought him in because of his infectious personality. There's either one of two things are going to happen here. Either he convinces Deshaun to stay or we've gone to full rebuild mode and Cully's probably going to be gone after three years once they've built the roster up a little bit. Uh, he's going to be the bridge the gap type coach, which we've seen with so many other organizations. Landry and I talk about that too a little bit. Um, so Cully's got his hands full. He needs to convince Deshaun to stay. Whether or not that's a good idea, I don't know, considering the roster is so depleted. You know, my colleague Matt Musil had a good point after the press conference today. The Texans' schedule next year is going to be a lot easier after they finished in third place in the AFC South. Jacksonville's is obviously going to be easier because they were dead last and they have the number one overall pick. But the Texans' schedule is going to be easier. Deshaun stays. Again, with a player like that, you never really know what can happen. And then the dynamic changes within the whole organization. But David Culley, he's fired up to be here. As far as Deshaun goes, well, I, he, he's convinced. He, he feels like Deshaun's going to be here. Deshaun Watson's a Houston Texan. He's a quarterback of the Houston Texans. And that's all that I was concerned about. And that's all I knew. And, and whatever was been said about what, was been, what he wanted to do or he didn't want to do, all I know is this. Having been in this business this long, you know, he is a Houston Texan. And I want him to be a Houston Texan. And the reason I'm in this position today is because I knew he's going to be a Houston Texan. Cully and Casario seemingly on the same page here when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Both of these guys uh, anxious to just get in front of Deshaun, I would imagine, just to talk to him. You know, Deshaun reportedly has not returned calls. The only weird thing about this, the only interesting part about this is the fact that it doesn't seem like the Texans have let Cully pick his staff. Like, they're keeping Tim Kelly to entice Deshaun to stay. Then they're hiring Lovey Smith as a defensive coordinator. I don't know if Cully had an input in that. I'm not sure how much, but it seemed like Lovey was the guy they had targeted already. I mean, he's. I mean, he wasn't effective at Illinois toward, towards the end of his NFL coaching career. He wasn't very effective initially with the Bears. Obviously, went to a Super Bowl, uh, so he was very effective there. But I don't know if that's the right move. I just feel like. They need to let David Cully pick his staff. If you want to hire a guy, you don't want to hire a figurehead, and that's what it seems like they've done right now. They're making decisions around him. Maybe he's having a little bit of an input in that, but it just seemed like it. It um, it's not very fair to him. And frankly, I I do feel bad for the guy. <laughs> I do feel bad for the guy. Not that I don't feel bad, obviously, because he's got an NFL coaching job. It's that his coaching job in the NFL, head coaching position is uh, around the circumstances that he finds himself in. Um, so I wish him the best. Obviously, I want him to succeed. I don't want to have a crappy football team here in Houston. I want to watch a good product. I want Deshaun to stay. If that makes me a fanboy, if that makes me a, a homer, fine. Call me a homer or a fanboy. I don't, I don't really care. But I want to tune in on Sundays and watch a good product. I don't want to see a 1-15 team. I don't want to see an 0-16, 2-14. I mean, that that's a disaster. We've done that before here in Houston, and I don't want that to happen. So 
If Deshaun stays, that'd be great. If not, you got to trade him for all the draft capital that you can. Uh, apparently, teams are already making phone calls. I'm sure they're lining up. Nick Casario's probably taking them and hanging up the phone. If what he said today is true, he has no interest in trading the player. I just hope these two sides talk it out, right? And I think that's, you know, Deshaun is not one to be a drama queen or to, you know, just make more of a situation than what it is. I mean, th- this is pretty much out of character for him to take such a hard stance. And, you know, he's been supported by guys like Andre Johnson. I'm sure other guys in that locker room support him. Texans players of old probably are texting him saying, hey, man, you need to take a stand. You're, this is your opportunity to send a message to the organization that, like, hey, this is not acceptable anymore. You cannot keep tra- uh, treating players this way. So maybe that's what's going on in his ear. But Deshaun's not that type of player. I think I really hope that Deshaun, Nick Casario, and David Culley can all sit together in a room. Let Please, Deshaun, give these guys a chance the process has been an atrocity. I I will give you that, okay? Uh, McNair, Easterby, all that has just been a giant dumpster fire. But give these two men an opportunity. If you don't like what you hear, after you've given them an opportunity, then fine. Take your talent somewhere else. Say you don't want to play or sit out, retire. I don't care what you do. But at least give these guys a chance. I think that's the right thing to do because these two men have nothing to do with the dysfunction that was here when you were so upset. These guys got hired as a product of that dysfunction, but these two guys want to win. They want to be successful. They want to put a winning product on the field, and they see you, Deshaun, as a big key to that winning element, obviously. Now, the one guy they they didn't talk about and that, frankly, nobody is talking about is J.J. Watt. You have two iconic players right now in Houston. You have Deshaun Watson, the quarterback that this franchise has never had, and you have J.J. Watt, arguably the most popular Houston athlete of all time, right next to Hakeem Olajuwon, Earl Campbell, and Nolan Ryan, the likes, Craig Biggio, and all that. J.J. Watt is right up there, but nobody talks about J.J. I think J.J.'s future hinges upon what happens to Deshaun. If Deshaun is gone, then J.J. is probably gone because at that point you're just dumping salary, those two guys eating up a lot of salary. If Deshaun stays, then you have to have a conversation with J.J. and be like, look, give us one more year. Maybe we can restructure your contract. If he still doesn't want to do it, I think the Texans should give him his release. I don't know how much they're going to get back into a trade, but I think that's the right. For a guy who's done so much for a city, and I know it's a business, I know you're always trying to get something back, right? If a trade doesn't work, I think in this case, fans would be totally happy Perfectly acceptable with the organization telling J.J., hey, look, we're going to release you. You go pick wherever you want to play. I just find it interesting that nobody's talking about J.J. Um, because he's one guy, as, as great as Deshaun is, and he's sensational, he has a bigger impact on that side of the ball than J.J. could on his side because he, he literally has no help. No help on defense. That That side of the ball is a mess, and they need to fix it. And they need to fix it around J.J., but J.J.'s getting up there in years, too, even though he had a full season, a productive one for his sake, for his standards, given the fact that he was double and triple teamed all the time. Every team still game plans for J.J. Watt, and that, that should say something. So I, that's another conversation that has to be had. Some tough conversations need to be had, but I just hope Deshaun gives David Culley and Nick Casario a chance, just a chance to explain what's going on, and that Deshaun explains why he's so frustrated 
without Cal McNair in the room, without Jack Easterby in the room, you don't need that mess. Put them over there in their offices or whatever. Just go over there and sit in a corner. Let me talk to these two men and see what we can do because these are the two guys that are going to be working with him on a daily basis. Oh, boy, I'm exhausted after these two days, right? I mean, I, I wanted a quiet end of the week. Couldn't do the mailbag segment today. Uh, you can go to my Facebook page and check out all the funny gifts that people have posted about their feelings on the Texans. That's actually pretty funny. Go over there and, and, and look at all those uh, gifts. I think it was, uh, it, was, it was good to interact with people that way. But right now, we go to Landry Locker, host of In the Loop on Sports Radio 610, 10 to 2. And we're talking Texans, David Cully. This whole situation, Landry, was great. Here you go. All right. So your impressions of the press conference that we heard from David Cully and Nick Casario, for that matter. I don't think Deshaun Watson's any happier after watching it, but I don't think he's any more angry after watching it. So that would be I don't think he wants to run through a wall for David Coley, and I don't think he's eager to come back to the Texans, but I think a Cal Q&A could have made him more angry. So my thoughts really didn't change, but if we're basing it on Deshaun's mood uh, not going any way, I guess it's successful given the circumstances. Well, I think they took the position that they had to take, right, when it comes to Deshaun. I mean, you're not – you're still about two and a half months out, three – three months out of the draft, right? So you're not going to say, well, yeah, we're going to throw all our cards on the table. They they don't want to trade them. They try to convince them to stay. So I I think that was the right approach to take at least. Yeah. And I mean, it's, they at least have as much leverage as they would have anyways. You know, we don't have these leaked stories of Jadavian Clowney not working hard enough or DeAndre Hopkins not practicing. So they're not making it clear how they feel one way or another. I still think eventually he does get traded. Uh, and I really think it might be in the best interest of both parties involved just because where the roster's at. But Nick Casario at least looked like a functioning professional front office guy. That, 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 that's a low bar, but that's the bar that he's on right now because of who he's replacing. What did you think of, uh, of David Cully? Uh, I mean, I give it to him. I feel bad for the guy because he's in this Hornets Nets situation, but I mean, he's excited. He should be excited. This is an NFL head coaching job. He's probably been waiting for for a long time. Uh, he looked like what people have presented him as a nice guy. I mean, that's really all that you've really heard about him. Andy Reid didn't have anything to say about him. I know he said Eric Bieniemy was a great coach who can lead men. And then they asked him about David Coley and it was basically like, he's a nice guy and we ate cheeseburgers together. <laughs> so he looked like, he looked like a guy that doesn't, isn't probably the ideal head coach that you want if you're trying to win games, but he was presented as a nice guy. He seemed like a nice guy. Did you did he say anything that mattered to you during the press no. conference? That, that nothing, no. nothing really. <laughs> Not really. I mean, he says that he thinks Deshaun's going to be here. I don't know if that's his choice. I don't even think he's hiring his own staff. So it's hard for me to imagine that you know he would he would have that much control. Uh, but he didn't really say anything that that stuck out that I didn't really ex- expect. I don't know what his philosophy is. I mean, Tim Kelly's staying here to call plays. Uh, Lovey Smith seems like he was lined up before. So I don't, I, I really don't know what this guy's about outside of being a really nice guy. I think it's, um, it, it, I, I believe it can go one of two ways, right? Either this guy works his magic because, you know, he's got an energetic personality, sits in front of Deshaun, if that ever even happens. 
and convinces them, oh, to stay. That could be one way. The second way, this is a bridge the gap hire. Right? We've seen it so many That's times right. in sports. I mean, do you, do you kind of see that kind of developing here? Here's a nice guy, energetic personality. Let's get him some rebuilding pieces. And then when we're ready to go, boom, out of there and get the guy we want. That's what I think. I, I don't think they wanted, I don't think that they hired David Coley because they want to win the most amount of football games possible. I, I think the job is not as desirable uh, as, it, as it could be. And I think that this is kind of a guy that is going to be maybe the Bo Porter of the, of the Texans, much like Bo Porter was with the Astros. I could see him being that type of guy. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that's the worst thing for David Coley because the reality is, you know, you, some people could say he's set up to fail. Well, he's set up to have a head coaching job and, and nobody else in the NFL is going to hire David Coley to be their head coach. So it, it could almost be a win-win for both for both sides that you get your bridge guy and you give him an opportunity that he wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. What do you think about all this? <laughs> I can't believe we're here. I can't I can't believe we're talking about all this. Um, I get the question all the time. I mean, like what 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 do you think what's going to happen? I, I, I actually have no idea. I don't even know what to respond to people because every week, every Sunday, we see something different. Every couple of days, there's a new piece of information. Like it's just, it's a never ending saga that never needed to happen. I, I think JJ Watt's gone. I think Deshaun Watson's going to be gone. And I think it's just going to be a tough situation for Texans fans. I think you're going to have to have to buy in. You're not going to be able to buy a Deshaun Watson Jersey at NRG. You're not going to be able to, by a J.J. Watt uh, at NRG. I actually got some new team gear here that I think everyone needs uh, to, to use. I think this is, we're, we're heading in a, in a, in just like the Saints have been through, we're heading in a brown, into a brown sack era. And I know that Cal McNair's made it clear that this is not Patriot South. And Jack Easterby has said, you need to do the next right thing. So this is next year's stadium gear. Put your Watts in, put your Watt jerseys away. This is the new gear at NRG right here. <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. Oh, Not says, Patriot South, do the next right thing. Cal and Jack. Oh, throw away God. the Watson jersey, throw away the Watt. This is how we're rolling in 2021. How much do you think one of those will cost you at the team store? Five ninety nine. <laughs> $5.99. $5.99, man. Did you think Jack was in the background of today's press conference kind of looking over and be like, yes, say, say that, yes. Or was he what about that? Hostage? What about that planted question? That the season ticket holder question? That was crazy. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I, I thought at least we were going to go forty-five minutes, right? But they cut it off at thirty, and we're like, "What? What's going on here?" Yeah, and I was surprised Cal actually showed up. I, you know, part of me says he should answer questions, but I think he would have made it worse. So I think yeah. that's just kind of the cards you're dealing with. But it was way too short for a coach presser, and the the planet season ticket holder thing was bad and quite honestly as as much as you want to hear questions those aren't really the guys that can answer a lot of the questions because Casario didn't create the mess and David Coley sure as heck didn't so it's kind of a tough situation for them but the, I talked to a lot of season ticket holders I know you probably do too that was not representative of the season ticket holders that I talked to on a daily basis no at all not even close no god bless her I don't know where they found her but uh, <laughs> but that was that was quite the question that we're all really excited. No, nobody's really excited about what we're doing here. You know, Astros, though, about those Astros. We're close <laughs> to that. <laughs> let's, Six, seven let's weeks. Talk, 
Let's talk Astros. Uh, all right, Landry, appreciate you joining me, man. Always, uh, always fun to talk to you. All right, appreciate you, man. Thank you, Landry. You can catch more of that conversation this weekend on KHU 11 News Saturday night, 6 and 10. I'm actually going to be back in studio for the first time since June. I don't even know what to do with myself being in studio. I've been at home this whole time working. I'm going to walk in there and be like, well, what? It's, it's like Ricky Bobby's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, I, I, I just like riding a bike, right? Get back on it and kind of go back. I'm going to be looking at a teleprompter. I, I forgot how to use a teleprompter. What? What is a teleprompter? I've been memorizing scripts for eight months. Uh, so I'm looking forward to going back in studio. Thank you, Landry, for uh, that. Oh, like I said, it's been exhausting. But the weekend, we can kind of unwind. And hopefully on Sunday, we don't have any more Deshaun Watson news. Every Sunday, we've gotten up and we've w- woken up to some horrible Deshaun Watson news. I don't want to wake up to that anymore. Please, just give us a break. One week. Hopefully this week they can iron out some of their differences or maybe start the start the process at least. That'll be good. As I said before Landry's interview, just give everybody a chance. I'm not I'm not telling Deshaun to give Jack Easterby a chance. That's a lost cause. Forget it. He's a mess. I'm I'm wanting him to give Nick Casario a chance, to give David Culley a chance, because I feel bad for David Culley, and I hope, I hope he um he's able He's able to have a quarterback. He's able to have a situation in which he can at least somewhat thrive, right? Not one of these full rebuilding modes from the ground up. Anyway, that'll do it for the podcast. Thank you for a great week. I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend and whatever you guys decide to do. Until Monday, see you later.